You're listening to Metal and High Heels, the official podcast from the magazine about metal, lifestyle, and entertainment. Hello everyone, my name is Pia, you're listening to the Metal and High Heels podcast episode 73, and today I'm here with... Kiki. And we have a very special guest today. Hello, Sunfire. Hi, how are you? <laughs> We're good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. <laughs> um, could you please introduce yourself for our listeners? Yeah, so I'm Sunfire. That's my name on the internet. Um, and I am a drummer, um, mainly known for drumming on Twitch.tv. And, and um, I have a lot of uh, content on Instagram. So It's mainly drumming, and um, I'm from Costa Rica, uh, so I'm Hispanic, and I know English, Spanish, and Portuguese, because I lived in Brazil, too, and that's pretty much it. I live in New York right now, and I do a Twitch full-time, pretty much. Wow. Now, you, in, in just 30 minutes, you said so, 30 seconds, you said so much um, what we can talk about. <laughs> so, first of all, when did you start drumming? Okay, so I started in, when I was 10 years old, I was living in Brazil, and I, I pretty much just started very basic, and I didn't play as much as I do now, but that's how I started, just with classes. I don't take classes anymore, but um, when I started, it was only classes. And then I went to a Dominican Republic after Brazil, and that was around like 15. 13, 14, 15, and I was playing for fun with my friends and kind of just jamming. And uh, it wasn't really serious. It was just for fun. I did perform in a talent show and then more people found out about me being a drummer because there's it's very, very, it's very um, unpopular for a girl to be drumming. So people thought like, oh, let's uh, ask her to be part of our band and so on. So uh, after that, Costa Rica went back to like my Costa Rica, my hometown uh, in Costa Rica. That was high school, and that also was part of like me getting to get better with drums. So throughout my earlier years, like I was going to talent shows and stuff and playing with friends. Nothing serious. Can I ask uh, how come you moved so much? Oh, yeah, because uh, my, my dad, his job back then, uh, he had to transfer from country to country every four years because he used to work okay. in banking. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Are there more uh, musical people in your family or how did you get to drumming? Um, so I, my dad just bought me a drum set and he said, I think that you should learn how to play drums. I think you would like it. So we talked about it and he bought a drum set and then... Yeah, I kind of wanted to be like, because uh, I started listening to Linkin Park around that time. So I wanted to mm -hmm. be able to play that music and be able to be like a good drummer because I listened to different types of music, a little bit on the rock side. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I, I got inspired from like Linkin Park and Blink-182. So yeah, that's that kind of like made me want to play and get better. Oh, nice. That was going to be my next question. How... Did you get uh, into metal? But I think Linkin Park was, I mean, it was my gateway, gateway drug, so to speak. So Yes, yes. So it was that mm. and, and Blink-182. Nice. Quick side note. Um, have you listened to the new album of Blink-182? When did it come out? Uh, 
Last like year, year, maybe? Or this year? Yeah, it's Last very year? new. I haven't heard it, no. Um, I haven't listened to them as much as I used to before, but I, I'll check it out. I know that their members are different right now. I think Tom isn't in, 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 in the band anymore. So they, they're really different from how I, uh, when, when I remember, like, just back then, they used to sound way, way different than now. But, um, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a try. Yeah, I, I actually liked it. I thought it was uh, pretty much back to the roots. and. Um, oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> which, yeah, music I'll try do it you, which music do you listen to nowadays? Uh, I listen to, well, I've been pretty hooked with the new Dance Gavin Dance album and uh, Trivium. I listen to Periphery, like that's one of my favorite bands. And Avenged Sevenfold also became my favorite band in like middle school. Um what else? Slipknot has been like still favorite band since high school, and um, a lot of Prague. I guess I like to listen to more on the gent side. More, like I guess like when I guess people call it like the eight string guitar metal. Like it sounds a little mm -hmm. heavier and more progressive and stuff. Um, and yeah, I think I mean there's so many bands that I like, but those are like my top. Trivium mm -hmm. just released a new album, so I'm I'm hooked on that too. Hell yeah, Kiki. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're one of my favorite fan, uh, favorite nice. bands. Yes, I think that's actually how I got to. Oh fuck! My cats are fighting back. I <laughs> am. <laughs> and even the door is closed. Damn shit! Wow. I hope they're okay. Um, yeah. What was I going to say? I think that's how I uh, came to watch you on Twitch because um, your stream was recommended to me uh, probably because I watch uh, Matt from Trivium on yeah. Twitch a lot. So, um, oh yeah, how did you get into streaming and to Twitch? Um, I started doing Twitch in like 2016 and just for like I don't know trying out different. Uh, Video games, like I had a, uh, a Nintendo Wii U back then, so I was like, oh, let's play Super Smash Brothers. And then I said, oh, let's just hook up a webcam and do some art. But that was 2016, and that was very experimental. And then later on, I'm like, okay, well, I want to play more more games. And then, you know, PC games are just easier to kind of hook up to, like, Twitch and all that, because it's on the PC already. So I don't need a console or a capture card. So I started playing more PC games like PUBG um rainbow six siege as well and then okay so that was 2017 and then around the end of 2017 my friend offered me like his drum set that he didn't want to use anymore and that was my previous drum set uh that was td a uh, td11 okay so mm -hmm. that was given to me uh, uh like as a gift like i didn't have to pay for anything which was amazing like it's yeah. it's i still thank him like until today like the opportunity that he gave me made me want to play more. And it, he said, try it on Twitch. And I said, yeah, why not? There's definitely drummers and music on Twitch. So I'm going to hook up the drums and play it on Twitch. And then from then on, I said, this could be a great opportunity to just get better and like create a whole like channel for myself to be like about drumming. So I put mm -hmm. more time into it. I got better. I made the stream a little bit more professional with gear. Like I, I kept upgrading like um, my equipment, my microphones, the lighting, the cameras. And so, yeah, I got to a point where I'm like, I definitely want to just stick to drumming. Like I'm not, I'm not going to like, it's not that gaming on Twitch isn't popular. It is very popular. That's why it's so competitive because there's so many people doing it, but mm -hmm. I want to stand out because I think that the unique part about me is that I'm a female from like a Hispanic female 
and then drumming mostly to metal is very unique yes. to me. So I just, I just wanted to kind of uh, like hold on to that and then keep making it like bigger and bigger and getting better and, and making myself known like that, you know? Perfect. And, That's a yeah. really great um, strategy also from a marketing perspective, so to speak. <laughs> But I mean, if it's your passion, what else would you do, right? It's kind of like the thing that I love doing the most. Like I love art and everything. If, if mm -hmm. it wasn't for drumming, I probably would be playing video games on Twitch, but also doing art. But I can also do art at this time. I just don't choose to do it as much. But I do want to get back to it too. Like I went to graphic design school or I went to art school and then I graduated to uh, with graphic design. So uh, I do have art in my history a lot. So I just don't choose to use it as much as I kind of uh, dedicate my time to drumming. But I, like I said, I definitely want to be able to, I, like I thought in my life before that I wanted to like be a painter and sell paintings, but that's very difficult to be successful at because it's, mm. yeah. uh, I don't know. Like, and then after that, I said, well, graphic design, I still make, you know, my, some income with graphic design, like, because people always look for graphics and logos and stuff. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Why did you choose Twitch? Was it a conscious decision? Did you look um, if you also could stream on YouTube or um, Hitbox Live or something? Oh, like if I had other options? Yeah. Um, I did just... It's because I was so invested in Twitch already that I didn't even want to like try YouTube. Um, I didn't have a... Well, I didn't have as much as a following on, on YouTube than I did on Twitch. And... Honestly, a lot of my audience from before I started drumming kind of went away because some of them were not interested in me drumming, which is normal because some of them were mostly about gaming. Mm -hmm. And then the people that did want to watch me just for me and not for my drumming stuck around and like they're still here and uh, they watch me do whatever it is that I do, no matter what it is, because I'm me and like I am the, you know, the, the I guess it's not about the drumming, it's about me, right? Mm, so yeah. they do stick around and like I, in YouTube, I would have grown a following from zero probably, but I thought that Twitch just had the best tools and the layout was great and the community because I think mm -hmm. YouTube is so full of, it's, it's just huge. You, YouTube is just so competitive and, and just full of all different drummers. So I was going to be the only female on Twitch. So I'm like, okay, I can be different here, you know? Mm. So that's why I stayed there. I also think that um, things have changed in the past couple of years very quickly. I can't recall exactly how the scene was in 2016 when you started, but I think live streaming in other platforms has grown after that. And mm -hmm. Twitch was made for streaming. So that's what set them apart. That's what drew all of the gamers and all of the oh, yeah. streamers to... Because that's also uh, what happened. I think the platform grew with the content creators like when people started uh, saying like you right like sure this is a gaming platform but I went to cook or I went to paint or mm. make music I will do it anyway and there were people that there were viewers so interested in it and so invested in in, in these other interests of in, in other types of content that the platform had to grow to 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 take all of that uh, content in 
while YouTube was YouTube and it was already known as YouTube. And sure, the yeah. YouTubers can switch to live streaming. But if you want to start as a live streamer, I think Twitch was the, was the more obvious choice. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And also, um, sure, we know how YouTubers um, earn their money. But with live streaming, Twitch was the one who said, okay, how can we monetize this? Let's make it subscription-based and started to develop all of the tools and make it easier for, uh, for content creators to, to, yeah, make some money off of their, their, yeah, their content, their interests, their passions. Yeah, totally. I just don't know how YouTube works exactly, so I cannot compare and, and say which one's better. But um, honestly, I just felt like my community was so, like, just, um, like, it's a small community, but it's very, like, uh, tight-knit, I guess, mm -hmm. in a way. So, I don't know. I guess in YouTube I could have that too, but, like, um, I know other drummers from Twitch that know me. Then there's other musicians that are not drummers that are singers or pianists or whatever that know me. And then they kind of all kind of, we, we all kind of know each other. We also went to TwitchCon and met like each other in person. So I'm sure mm -hmm. that YouTube has its like con, whatever it is that like video um, event that they have for YouTube. But it's huge though. There's so many people. Twitch is a little bit, it's definitely huge. Twitch there is too many people but most of it they're gamers but once you get together with the music community there's like i don't know 50 people like that that are wow. gonna be there like hanging out and everybody knows each other mm -hmm. you know so nice it becomes like a friends like group you know and not just mm -hmm. online people how does yeah. work uh, how does earning money work on twitch is it like patreon um, so you can be a subscriber for a month, uh, or sorry, you have to, if you want to be a subscriber, you, um, subscribe every month, but you could be different tiers. So that, that's way, that's a way to earn money. So it depends if how much you want to pay, but depending on how much you want to pay every month, um, either tier one, tier two, or tier three, uh, you get different amount of emotes. And that's something that people love. Like people love the, uh, You can upload your own emotes, so they're emojis, but like they're called emotes on Twitch. Um, but that's just one way that people get excited about. Like, for example, I have I don't know, like 15 emotes of my own face making different faces, and people <laughs> use that on chat, and it's just something that people like as like hype. You know, like if you let's say talk to your chat and you're playing a song in my case, and you're like. Okay, guys, we're gonna go into the breakdown. Everybody use the horns, and then everybody spams like your emotes of the horns in chat. And I don't know, it's something that separates you from other people. Everybody has their own emotes. Everybody has their own style of emotes. Some are anime looking. Some are like realistic photographs of their faces, making faces. That's one thing mm -hmm. about different tiers. Um, other people treat it as Patreon. So it's like if you subscribe for tier three, you have access to whatever it is that you want to do. Like you have access to like my private Patreon, uh, sorry, my private like Discord channels or, you know, it depends on what you want to do. You can treat it that way too. Um, also, so subscribing and uh, gifting subs, there's people that want to support a lot in a way that they want to get you to like a, a certain amount of subscribers. So for now I have a goal set for subscribers that's like 600. And so I actually 666. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So there's people that are like, yeah, let's get you to the goal. And so they gift subs. So let's say somebody gifts 10 subs, 
that you're, they were paying like $50 for that. 10 mm -hmm. subscribers. So that's random people from your community that are going to get like, there's even people that don't know me that got a subscribe, a subscription randomly from a gifter. So that happens. So when people gift like that in bundles, that gets you some income. Definitely. Um, you can gift up to 50, 100, however you want. 100 subscribers gift is like insanely expensive. I don't know how they do it. Some people do it. Um, but that's them like wanting to donate in a way that gets you subscribers. But they can also donate with donations. That's kind of how I've been upgrading my gear. Like I have donation goals where I want to upgrade. For example, my drum set was all crowdfunded. And I had donation goal for that. Nice. That was, I mean, this TD27KV is the rolling kit that I have right now is like almost $3,000. But the way that I set it up was every time we hit $100, I do something on stream. So I either wear a costume or I paint my face like a certain way, or we do a tribute for Trivium or a tribute for Linkin Park, etc. So there's kind of like a, like a staircase of getting there. Um, because it wouldn't be as fun if you just had a, a, don a donation goal without any sort of reward to your community, mm -hmm. right? So that's kind of how I treat it. And it's much more fun and everybody has fun. And, and then we get to upgrade the gear. That's really smart. I also like to do charities. Yeah, I like to do charities too. Not just like to like, I, it's just, I feel like when you do these, when you do these live streams, it's, it's good to kind of give back to, to like foundations and stuff. Um, the next one that I want to mm -hmm. do is probably going to be for COVID because I've done that before. But, um, I mean, yeah, anything that I make during those charity streams, I give it to a foundation. Um, let's see. Other ways to get money is to, like, when you, re when you reach, like, a certain status on Twitch, you can be affiliated, and then you can get partnered. So it depends on how many followers you have, how much viewership you have. Um, but bits is a way. It's kind of like the, the coin that you buy from Twitch. It's like you, you donate bits, and that takes a percentage from yourself, like Twitch takes a percentage from, from bits ex instead of you doing PayPal, like you get, but uh, PayPal does take a percentage too. So it, it's all kind of similar. And those are the three main ways you can do it. Bits, donations, and subscriptions. And there's also, then there's also the revenue from advertisement as well, right? Because yeah. when that's people... nothing though. Yeah, you can do ads, but if you're like a, a person that has 30,000 viewers mm -hmm. and is earning I don't know, a lot, I guess, from the ads. There's not much earning from ads. I don't run ads, especially because I think they're annoying. <laughs> so I don't really <laughs> yeah. care about ad revenue. Uh, so I disable them on my stream. But some people put it on their stream. Yeah, um, that was also just to sum it up. Like um, The ways you can make money on Twitch are the little bit of the ad revenue, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mostly from the subscriptions, which is also um, the most common amount, I think, is the $4.99 per month, right? And the streamer gets half of that, Yeah, if yeah. I'm correct. Um, of course, there are then the higher tiers of subscriptions. Um, yeah, donations were also always a part of the, the Twitch culture. Yeah. And that was it, right? That's it, yeah. Pretty much. Yes, but um, I mean, there are people living uh, from that. So that was going to be my next question. Um, mm -hmm. You said you're streaming full time, but also have your um, graphic design clients. 
do you are you able to live from from uh, what you make on Twitch right now? Uh, I am, yeah, but depending on where you live, like right now, my rent isn't that expensive. So mm -hmm. if it wasn't for that, I think that Twitch wouldn't be enough at this point. But right now it is. But definitely yeah. if I want to like, uh, let's say if you had like to pay rent, yeah, depends how much you're paying, like for your expenses and stuff, you're you're able to do it. If you're at my level, you could probably do it, but still a little bit like I wouldn't just go with just Twitch definitely have something extra but um yeah i kind of want to have my my graphic design job but mm -hmm. i can't do that right now so hopefully in the future uh i'll get one but i do i do what i do is just freelance from home mm -hmm. but um yeah i think it's definitely a like a smart thing not to just base your twitch success just because you want to be able to make money you should definitely start it because you, you want to have fun That should be your, your principle. Like, like that's the, the first priority. Like, some people think that, oh, I'm going to be a Twitch streamer because I can make a lot of money. That That's the, the worst thing you can think of because you yeah. might fail and you're going to get disappointed. So you just got to do it because you're, you think it's, you know, it's fun. And, like, don't, don't always think, like, okay, let's see how much I'm going to make today. No, you can't think like that. Sure. So, yeah. And then there's also you know, taxes, right? Uh, in the U.S., yeah. You have to do your taxes with like the um, with the income from Twitch as well, so to speak. Yeah. So Amazon provides because Amazon owns Twitch. So Amazon mm -hmm. provides you with the form, and you just gotta fill it out and then submit it. That's also really handy, really practical. Like um, I really like the way that uh, Twitch made makes it so easy for for yeah for people to do all of that. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it, they're, they're pretty good with, um, I mean, like every company, there's things that are kind of annoying because let's say like support, like you, you email them and they might not get back to you like right away, but that's mm -hmm. minor. You know, I think they have a lot of tools that help people for sure. Yes. You just said that you have these costumes and everything. And I also watched some of your videos. Um, how much time do you need for preparation before you start streaming? Okay, so I usually give myself an hour, depending how much I want to paint my face uh, or my body. Like, I don't paint, like, my body, like, full because I'm not a body painter. But I do do, like, random scribbles on my arms, like, if I want to. <laughs> And just because if I want to focus on my face paint, then, I like, on my arms, I just add, like, a little bit of... Uh, it's really fast. It's, like, just brush strokes of, like, neon paint so I can have some extra texture. But my face is the one that takes more time. So let's say the Joy Jordison mask and Copley, the, the big, like just the, the duplicate of his mask on my face. I had mm -hmm. to paint it all white. And then I had to add the, the black. And then that took like almost an hour, maybe 40 minutes. So wow. it just really depends on the detail that I want to add to it. Um, and then preparation, let's say turning all the lights on, setting up all the screens with like my, my, the windows that I need to use. I have, so I upgraded my monitors. I had, I needed to have three at least. Mm -hmm. I, in my opinion, I think three is best because you have, I don't know, for me as a, as a drummer, like I, I do need to have more visibility. If you're a gamer, you have enough with two. You have your, your mm -hmm. gaming screen and then you have your side screen with your, you know, your stats, you're looking at chat and stuff. But I need to have my YouTube chat or my YouTube window with like, you know, the, the songs I'm playing and then 
the stats and then OBS and well, all these things, right? So um, I have to turn on the screens and set up all the windows. That would probably take, um, I don't know, like 10 minutes because I'm, I'm so used to it that I do it pretty fast. And mm -hmm. um, I usually do, do give myself like 10 minutes to warm up like my hands, just like, like hitting the, the snare. Um, just back and forth, like doubles, singles. So that's going to warm up my wrists because sometimes I am running late and I'm like, hey guys, I'm sorry I'm late, but I need I need to warm up. So I just like start playing some songs before I actually start playing the song cue. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, they, they get it. Like sometimes I either have to go to the store or Sammy, my dog, like she wants attention, she wants to play. And if I don't play with my dog before stream, she'll be really annoying and want to play. And <laughs> she'll interrupt like so many times when I'm drumming and she'll like, she'll get on her back legs and her front legs, she'll put them on my lap. Like, hello, I'm here, <laughs> pet me. So, so sweet. people know Sammy already. Like they, they know she's my dog. So she's part of like the stream in a way. Mm -hmm. How long do you stream? So how many songs? How many minutes? Okay, so usually it goes for three hours because I just give myself that time to not feel like crap. Usually after three, like usually four hours when it hits four hours, if by some reason I go that far because somebody raided with a lot of people and I wanted to entertain them a little longer, I'll mm -hmm. be really, really tired. Depending what I play, like if I play a lot of like Trivium, let's say, and like Blast Beats, <laughs> like I'll be really <laughs> tired towards the end um especially because it's summer and i feel like humid and even there's the ac and the fans and stuff like you still feel a little bit more groggy because it's like warm mm -hmm. but in the winter i don't know i it's nicer to to have like the windows open and stuff and it's not too loud when you have the windows open because it's not a real like i mean it, it is a, a, a real drum set. i keep saying real because it's not like an acoustic drum set But um, because imagine if I had an acoustic, my neighbors would hate me. So for now, <laughs> yeah, <sure. laughs> but yeah, yeah, in the future, I do want to have an acoustic where it's just one room completely soundproofed. But for now, I cannot have that. Mm. Cool. How often in a week do you stream? Uh, so I do four days every day, except for Tuesdays and Fridays. Uh, yeah, Sundays I don't stream drums, but I do stick to a workout because it's become like tradition to work out on Sundays mm -hmm. and it's like less than an hour long stream. But yeah, I, if I don't, I feel like if I don't stream it, I don't, I get lazy and I don't work out. Like I want to stick to a workout because it's been so many days at home, not doing a lot of exercise. So it's important to kind of stick to that during these times, quarantine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, talking uh, about quarantine, um, how did your routine change with the, uh, yeah, with the quarantine, with the whole um, coronavirus situation? Well, because I work from home and I don't do anything outside requiring, like, you know, it didn't change, honestly, like, it did not. I think um, okay. uh, it definitely helps where well, it did help a lot of people to jump on Twitch. Like there's so many artists that are usually like, they would be a touring artist, right? Because mm -hmm. let's say, it's, I don't know, the, the drummer from um, what's it called? Uh, Between the Buried and Me is now on Twitch because they're not touring. So they're trying to make like some income. So people like want to be at home and like, they have to be at home and they have to find something. So for me, I was already doing that. It did not change my income. 
people like uh, Mike from Linkin Park uh, started a Twitch channel. I'm sure it was because like there's no touring going on. So people are doing that more. So yeah. for the people that were doing things outside of their home a lot are actually jumping on Twitch more than like, you know, if you were already doing Twitch from home, it didn't really change. Like it's kind of like that meme that came out that was like, when you realize that your normal life is quarantine, <laughs> like, because mm. you're always at home and it does not really change. It's, it's crazy. I don't know. And in, in a way, it's a good thing that I do have this way to uh, make some income, but yeah. I, I can't imagine for people that have to like work outside of their house and they can't. So. Yeah. It's been very rough for everybody all over the world. Yeah. In different degrees, but yes, I was also very, very grateful that I was able to stay at home and work from home. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and um, yes, that's actually how I found my way back to Twitch. <laughs> so uh, you have your... Oh, right. I did see you streaming. I should follow you and check you out. So what do you normally do? Oh, thank you so much. Um, I actually started in 2015 um, uh -huh. because back then I was... Um, I didn't have a job and I didn't have anything to do. And so I just started gaming again after a very, very long while. I mm -hmm. didn't really grow up gaming. So that was like, I had to learn that new skill. Um, okay. But I enjoyed it a lot and I enjoyed the community a lot. And that's uh, also um, what you had mentioned. Um, yeah, well, anyway, so after that, I... Um, Uh, became a freelancer and through that um, I'm actually in marketing, online marketing and that okay. took so much of my time that I um, stopped streaming and gaming for a long while and um, I just started gaming so sporadically that I just did it for myself um, but now in quarantine I was gaming so much that I okay. thought okay I could just start streaming again and reconnect with all the people and It, what you said before is so true. Like the real fans of yourself that that have become like my friends, at least mm -hmm. they came back. Um, even now, I'm playing different games. I'm singing on Twitch things as well, and um, yeah, they they're just there to hang out and to see me, and that is like so. I'm so grateful for that. And of course, there are some yeah. people who come for the game content. There are some people who come for the singing parts. And, uh, but the people who actually connect with me um, are the ones who stay and come back. And some of them have returned after five years of me not really doing much. And yeah. that's like, yeah, it's really cool. So amazing. Yes. A lot of people think that because you're going to change, let's say somebody was uh, worried about them starting out like as a singer and then they wanted to switch to gaming or vice versa, whatever it is that you want to change. Mm -hmm. They ask me like, what's your advice on that? Like, how can I maintain my viewers? Like you cannot control what, like you cannot worry about you, what you cannot control because you cannot control who comes and come, like who comes back and who comes and goes and who stays like for years and stuff. Like the people, the core people are the people that matter. The ones yeah. that always come back, you cannot dwell on the people that don't don't come back. Like I do my thing and I worry about what I gotta do, but you cannot control who comes and goes. Like and the ones that stick around are the ones that are valuable, and that's it. They want to see you for you. Exactly, and it's well. The Twitch community is also so complex. Like there are all these insider jokes and memes and 
um, you also mm -hmm. have to invest, I think, a lot of time and energy getting to know all that, keeping up with all of that, connecting with other streamers as well. Like it's really important to build this community. Networking. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So like, um, I don't think people would understand outside of Twitch. If I go pog, they yeah. would be like, what is that? <laughs> what the hell? I know pog. It was a game when I was young with plates and you threw a plate to other plates. That's oh my God. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like I wanted to put Pog in Facebook and I'm like, no, delete. <laughs> Nobody's going to know because my parents are the ones that talk to me on Facebook and like not, I don't even keep like Facebook on in touch or up to date as much as Instagram. But mm -hmm. even Instagram would be a little bit more like people would understand what that is because a lot of streamers are on Instagram too. But mm -hmm. yeah, nobody would understand. Like if I put it in like a, a family member's post. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and they still like I, oh sorry just go on no i was gonna say like do you do you have family members that don't understand what twitch is and they go what do you do yeah <laughs> yeah yeah same even friends like friends my age even um well gamers actually know uh what twitch is Yeah. But other people, they're like, okay, and people come watch you for that? Like, yeah, like, why? <laughs> people, they're not, like, aware of that, but they're going to start knowing what it is just because that's, I don't know, something that people didn't really know until now. But some people go, people watch you play games? Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that's cool. I mean, you interact with this the gamer i don't know and like they're playing a game and it's fun to see them play it too you know yeah and what is more incomprehensible for outsiders is all of the the generosity around it like it's not only the 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 paying for a subscription and supporting the streamer that way also the donations and everything or gear donations or wish list items you know when i i was um when i was streaming yeah. 2015 i told someone like yeah and uh friend of mine by now who is a viewer from my twitch um gifted me his old pc and another one gifted me a gaming chair and they were like what oh yeah 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 <laughs> people can just be friendly <laughs> believe yeah. it <laughs> yeah people are just supporters and like the one thing that i dislike normally like when or recently is when people call like supporter simps have you heard okay. that recently Uh, not really like okay I, you'll see I've, i've seen i've read i've read the word but not in that context yeah like let's say I, i've seen this a lot where somebody goes to a channel and they don't know your channel but they see somebody donating 200 and they go wow simp and it stands for simpleton or whatever like oh you're there just to like you know throw money at them like i don't know it's kind of like so what like if they just want to support you like let them support you You know, yeah. like one time somebody donated and there's like this random guy just came in. He was lurking, I guess, and saw it. And he just called him like, you know, all these names like, oh, like you want to get with the streamer? Simp like, what? No. Like they know that I'm married and like some of them don't, but like most of them do. Like it's in my bio. Like mm -hmm. if you want to donate because they you want to support me, that's cool. But then I don't know. Obviously, there's those viewers that are hoping to kind of get your attention because they mm -hmm. donate but that's different like you shouldn't donate because you want to you know flirt with somebody you want to support yeah. them or kiss ass so to speak yes yeah 
And people always like have something to say, like the haters. Yeah, there's always haters and there's always trolls. Um, that's also a thing, though, that I think is not as widespread in Twitch as it is, for example, in YouTube. Like, we all know YouTube comments are the hell oh for trolls if you want yeah. to if you need to destroy your own self-esteem you go and read your comments on youtube more or less <laughs> i know i, <laughs> I try to dislike too. button i think that says it all <laughs> or that too exactly they have a dislike button um yeah yeah but on twitch um the whole system of having also moderators in your chat and people who actually want to help out and uh, want to also give you their time and their efforts Yeah, I know. Like, I, I can't even tell you. Like, there's just people that want to moderate for, like, just helping you, like, succeed. They don't want anything in return. Obviously, mm -hmm. there's moderators that charge. But, yeah. like, I don't have people like that in my chat. Like, they're so thankful to just be part of my community. Yeah. And it's, it's you just got to find the right people and the right people that will trust you and you trust them. And it'll just all kind of fall into place. So... You know, there's definitely people that have had bad experiences with moderators mm -hmm. and people that want to just use them or whatever, but it hasn't happened to me, thankfully. Um, yeah. yeah, so. But it also requires work. And this is uh, what I was um, al already mentioning a bit, like this, all, all of this networking, the being there for your community, the, the streaming four days a week. That's a lot of effort. Like yeah. I've seen, I've heard other streamers um, talk about this before as well um, on panels, for example, like uh, it was a panel of, of gamers and there were um, three girls and three guys, I think, uh, all from all Latinos and Latinas, like um, I think Mexican and or US based. Mm -hmm. um, and they were talking about um, their playing like They play worse when they are streaming because they have to take care of the chat. They have to read, react and everything, right? And yeah. they also felt like the the weight of kind of on your mental health, you know, like the the, the being oh, kind yeah. all the time and, and, and smiling all the time yeah. and, and putting up the energy to be entertaining and, and, and hyped up and everything. Like that takes a toll as well. So how do you take care of your mental health? How do you recharge your batteries to be able to do it again? the next day um well i do have my days off and i just focus on myself as much as possible i do uh i need to get better at this but i do still check like uh my discord my instagram my twitter often on my days off where i should not and like just not treat those days as like stream related days yeah. um but like um that depending on like whatever the activity is happening like if i post something that's like successful then i'll probably like be checking the comments and stuff i don't know why but i feel like i need to respond to all the dms if they're worthy of responses like if somebody just dms me and says hey i'm not gonna respond like <laughs> whatever if it, they have a question i will respond like something mm -hmm. that has to do with like my background or, or you know drumming whatever but mm -hmm. if it's just hey i'll just ignore it like okay maybe they'll try again with something else and i'll answer but When I see people DMing me, like, you know, genuine stuff, I want to respond to everybody. And I, it's just weird. It's kind of like OCD. But, I, like, I don't have OCD because that's, like, a very serious mental uh, disorder. 
But I do mm-hmm. feel like my brain tells me, like, if I don't respond to all of them right now, I'm going to forget and it's bad or something. Like, I don't know okay. what it is, but I do try not to think about it too much. I try not to, th- like, I know when, it's so weird because some people don't like when they are left on scene, right? And I mm-hmm. think about them seeing that I left them on scene and not responded. So I want to make them feel like they, they're existence is worthy you know like I don't know how to explain this like I want to respond to as many people as possible and that can be very draining Mm -hmm. um so like let's say right now I did post like a question uh story right where you have the story on Instagram and you have Mm -hmm. that field where you ask a question and people respond I check every single one of them right I I asked basically what should I dye my hair of like what color should I try next and some mm-hmm. people are already responding, like blue, red, whatever. So I want to read everybody's response, but I shouldn't just, I don't know. Like, I, I want to respond to all of them, but maybe I won't this time. Like, I'm trying to get better at that because mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter. If you don't respond, yeah. it's fine. Like, people won't be upset, I guess. But in my brain, I feel like I want to be there. And, like, I don't I don't know. There's definitely streamers that are never going to respond <laughs> to people. But I sometimes want to feel like I want to commu- I want to connect with people right mm-hmm. um now that's off stream so when we're on i'm on stream it's very very tough sometimes because uh this is something that i've dealt with recently like and for example i do have a lot of lurkers um mm-hmm. a lot of the people that watch my stream want to listen and they don't necessarily want to type some people are there in the chat my mods are there to hype chat some people are typing and are interacting with other people but let's say if I'm playing a song that's like really fun and I'm like, guys, this this song is gonna be like knock your socks off. Like, please, let's go and let's dance and let's hype. So like like you know, you spam all the emotes, right? Mm-hmm. And if I go and I say, like, hey guys, you know, let's spam all the emotes. You're, here's the breakdown. Are you ready? Are you ready, chat? Spam everything you have, right? And nobody does anything. <laughs> that oh, freaking shit. breaks my heart. And because I get it, like people might not be there at their keyboards or their freaking mobile cell phone. They might be cooking or driving, whatever. I have a lot of lurkers. So I, I just got to be thankful for the people that are there, right? Like it doesn't matter if chat isn't really interacting. And obviously there's de- there's days where the chat isn't really active. So it does take a mental toll. Like I tell my mods, hey guys, I know I, know I shouldn't worry about this because it's so minor, but mm-hmm. if you see, like, if I'm trying to hype chat up and nobody's typing anything because either they're lurking or, you know, can you please, like, take care of this? And they said, yeah, totally. We do what we can. There's days that it doesn't affect me. There's days that it does. Um, mm-hmm. But then there's days that, like, chat is just crazy. So hype. It just happens. Like, some days are slow. Some days are not. So yeah. it, it, it really depends on my mood. Um, but normally, you know, like, chat is, is okay. It's... Um, I try, I forget so many times to, like, check everything. Sometimes I don't even notice what, like, some, somebody, like, highlights my name and then I didn't read it and then I feel bad. And then I'm like, okay, whatever, it's fine. If they don't do it again, then it's not that important. But, or let's say, yeah, like, it's just trying to stay on top of everything. Like, it's draining. That's why after stream, not only I have had drumming for, I like, had been drumming for three hours, uh, I'm just totally dead. My brain, like, I just want to shower and then I just want to like nap sometimes, but I don't know. Lately, I just want to like keep practicing like some techniques because I feel like during stream, it's not really like about practicing. It's about performing, which is different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 
yeah i mean i try to incorporate some like stuff in between songs where i'm like trying to work on like a beat and i've been doing that recently so um so it's not just all performance because i think that when you're like dedicating to just performance only you're not really focusing on like a technique unless mm -hmm. i don't know you kind of can but let's say if somebody wants to watch a practice stream that's gonna be boring but i don't do them i used to and nobody used to like want to watch it or some people did if they were like really enthusiastic about the practice it would just okay. be me like hitting the drums like and that's it that, that's the whole stream <laughs> the whole stream would be and that's boring to watch so that's why i don't do practice streams because they're kind of boring to watch just me like doing the same thing over and over again okay so do i do you, that off stream do you cooperate with other musicians on twitch uh yes i do i have collaborated with uh, my friend uh, guitarist Thomas Frank and uh, there's another musician she's the only saxophonist on Twitch right now, Sarah Jazz mm. and Matt Gaddy is a bassist, so they're really fun to work with as collabs so those are the only ones I've done I think pretty sure, yeah How have you done that uh, from the technical aspect? Um, it's just, you have to use one stream as your base, like you, you cannot do that at the same time because of the delay. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. basically we have to tell the viewers like, hey guys, we're gonna do five songs each. So I'm gonna start with my songs. He's gonna play on top of my stream. So you gotta watch him basically. So, cause he has both audios coming through his stream. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how it is. You just gotta use one stream as your background music to play over. And then people watch that person. And then you flip it, and then I watch. Uh, they watch me playing on top of his stream. Wow! So you have both channels, both Twitch channels active, and you can, you're yeah. just hopping. You just have to mute one and then unmute the other one once we switch. Wow, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, that's the only way to do it because there's no way to coordinate live on time. Like the the, the delay is not going to work, and you yeah. cannot do that on Skype. It sounds like crap. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's what, pretty much how you do it. Indeed. I wanted to uh, talk a little bit about all of the that recent uh, topic that has been on streamers' minds about copyright, music copyright to be specific, mm -hmm. on Twitch. Um, we are based in Germany, so we have a bit of a more complicated history with copyright, I think. Oh, really? <laughs> um, Is yeah, it really so, tougher? Um, kind of, I think. Um, YouTube, for example, had to block so many videos in the past years because um, the copyright agency here would just wouldn't just wouldn't allow it, mm. and kind of stuff like that. And um, I've seen, well, oh yeah, and the the the, the issue right now. Uh, on Twitch specifically, is that after the stream um, went live and is offline, the VODs, the so-called VODs, video of the day, right? The sorry, the video of the. Is Wait, that repeat what, the, that? what it stands for? The VOD. Oh, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure what it stands for. I just call it VOD. I yeah. guess it would be that. <laughs> I think I think so. Anyway, that's like the the recording of the of the stream that's no longer live, but it's uploaded to Twitch yes. like a video yeah, for everybody to watch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so um, those videos were getting these 
um, yeah, these strikes because of copyright right. infringement when you had played copyrighted music on the stream and, and oh. it's on the video, right? And uh, for some time, um, Twitch left those videos up and just mm -hmm. muted the parts that were copyrighted. But now, like... Um, The I think there, it's the record labels and the publishers that are actually taking legal taking legal action yeah. against uh, streamers, and that's been a huge um, issue right now. And why so many content creators have just decided to not upload those videos uh, after after they they went uh, live and are already offline. And so, how are you dealing with that? Because you your stream is. Um, a part of your stream is the, the music video from the bands that you're playing mm -hmm. on top of, right? Yeah, I don't do originals yet, but I definitely want to get more into that in the future because I want to make my own stuff too because I feel like mm -hmm. I don't want to be a cover drummer like forever. So that's mm -hmm. kind of like right now is what it is. But I, so because of that whole thing happening, I feel like, So a lot of people in the Twitch music community, they were saying this happens every year. There's always like a scandal with like DMCA, everybody freaks out and then it just dies down and mm -hmm. then everybody goes back to normal and it hasn't happened until next year. Again, it happens like the same around this around the same time. It was like June or something. And <laughs> it's always like the same year for some reason. I remember this happening last year, too. And then I'm like, you know what? Out of all these people, what are the chances that I'll get a DMC on Twitch? So let's do this. I have three strikes, right? If mm -hmm. it does happen, then I'll do my I'll do my change forever. I'll I'll stop. But it mm -hmm. hasn't happened to me. So what I did start doing is deleting vods, which I stopped because it's like okay, maybe I'll just keep the vods, whatever. I stopped. Mm -hmm. I started deleting clips though, for sure. Like I I think I'm gonna go keep deleting clips because that was the main target lately has been uh, clips, you know, those streamers were getting strikes for like their clips from years ago. So I started deleting my clips, I saved them to my PC, and then VODs, uh, most of them are deleted now, but the, you know, the recent days, you know, I guess it was since last week, I stopped deleting VODs, but uh, even though they're still up there, most of them are muted, which is what Twitch does to kind mm -hmm. of protect you. Um, so I don't know if I should just keep them or delete them because they're already muted, but still they might find parts of the VOD that could be DMCA'd. So that's my thing. Like, I'm not too worried because it hasn't really happened to me. If Because if I have three strikes, the first one, it's definitely going to be the, the, the one that's going to change my yeah. stream. Like, I'll, I'll let it I'll, I'll let it happen. If, it's hap if it happens, I'll do it. But if it hasn't happened, then... That's how other music streamers are taking it. They're saying, let's see how it goes. Let's just play by ear. If something doesn't st start happening again and a lot of people are getting striked, then that's the time, I guess. Yeah. But it hasn't really started happening again like it did in June, like kind of died down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have that feeling as well. I think it's also a very complex subject because it being a, such an international platform, Yeah. All of the copyright laws are country-based and are yeah. different everywhere. I actually tried to get some information about this here in Germany. And the uh, collecting agency here that's called uh, GEMA, it doesn't mm -hmm. offer, uh, it doesn't offer a, a, live, a video live streaming license. 
you have mm-hmm. you have of course your license for radio you have your license for events you have your license for all of these things um, old-fashioned things mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. nothing has developed with the times and twitch has been for so many years already online that they just can't I, i don't understand how they cannot develop laws faster so that we can just you know keep um using it or, or, yeah. or keep doing the things we want to do uh legally so um i see it just like you um i've seen a lot of uh comments uh from lawyers articles mm. from lawyers on the web um that they're saying for example we all as a culture more or less or as a generation should vote for um, politicians who are actually conscious about conscious of uh, these subjects and want to change mm. and advance all of those laws so yeah. that um yeah so that this can move with the times because technology has moved so quickly and laws have not yeah and totally. um and it being you know amazon when while twitch is um owned by amazon there is such a great opportunity to unify things, right? So I've seen, yeah. for example, all of the, the movie nights. I don't know if that's uh, available even in here in Germany, but I've seen a lot of US streamers do movie nights with their community, right? So they yeah. get a film by Amazon Prime um, that is licensed to Twitch already, and they stream that with their uh, community, their face cams, maybe like reacting to that movie or whatever and like enjoying it all together. And it could be the same with music, Because there's already also Amazon Music. Amazon has deals with Warner and with Universal, with all of the publishers and the big uh, labels. So why not just like, I don't know, speed up all those processes? Right. I feel like it's just like, I don't know the, what, why, why it's moving so slow. Like every time these laws and the system is very complicated. I feel like they just don't put a lot of time into it to, to upgrade it. I don't know what it is. Why? I don't know. Well, I hope yes. that it does change eventually in the future. But I know Universal and Sony are very strict. Warner mm-hmm. and those three, like Warner, Universal, and Sony. Like, I got a DMCA on Twitter, my original Twitter account. Like, I have my second one that I'm using, but mm-hmm. that one got a DMCA strike because of a Daddy Yankee clip. <laughs> Stupid. Damn. Yeah, from t- 2017, I think, wow. or 19. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, and on that on that note, and before we go over to my last question, unless Pia has another one, I um, while we're on the subject of copyright, we have a cool podcast episode uh, from maybe two years ago. We talked to Siegfried Zama from the band uh, from the metal band Austrian metal band Dragony. He is also a copyright lawyer uh, by day and a metal singer by night. He talked to us all about these copyright laws. So everybody out there, um, go back and listen to that episode. We're going to list, uh, list it, link it in the show notes, which you can, as always, find at metal-n-highheels.com slash podcast 73. Okay. Yes. Bia, did you have any other questions? Yes, I'd like to know... Um, How important Instagram is for you? Um, so because it's like my second platform of content, it's like my second uh, successful one, I guess, because my top, I guess I, I view it by, by followers and stuff. So uh, Twitch is like at 20,000, 20, 22, no, 23,000. So something like that. 
and Instagram has 5,000 followers. So I guess I view it that way because uh, the people that watch me on Twitch also find me on Instagram and then Instagram finds me and then they find me on Twitch. So it kind of works itself out, both of them. Um, so it is pretty important. I've been using it since like, it, w it used to be my personal Instagram, but then I deleted like all the personal stuff and I just used it as, uh, or I, you can archive things. So people don't see that. I just keep it as archived. So it used to be like my 20, like I started in 2014 Instagram. So I just changed it and used it as my Sunfire one. So um, I upload covers there and I upload like Twitch moments and just updates and stuff. And people seem to like really like my, like I guess they, they, they do like my content there too because I do post like my, my dog Instagram photo uh, or I guess Instagram stories with my dog and Sammy being funny and all that so people kind of like like to see that behind the scenes stuff so yeah mm -hmm. yeah and how do you choose the songs that you play do you choose songs that you like a lot or do you choose songs that have a cool drumming or how do you do that i do choose the things that i like so if i want to drum to something i like it's going to be more you know i guess fun for me if i you know compared to something that I don't like or I might not know as much, but that does not stop me from listening to new things that people request on stream that I've never heard before that I'm gonna end up liking eventually. Like some people request things I've never heard before and I'm like, wow, this is really cool. So I kind of add it to my playlist. Uh, sometimes people request things that I'm like, what the hell? I can't even play this. Why would you request this? And then they're like, I don't know. And then I'm like, okay, I, <laughs> you need to choose something else. Like something like crazy, like Dream Theater. No, but I know that band. There's bands like that, progressive crazy polyrhythms crazy drumming that people request thinking that i am able to play it because i'm not there yet like i'm not that perfect like i'm not that incredible at like progressive crazy drumming um, one day maybe but they think that and i'm like come on yes. no change your song <laughs> and so <laughs> uh it's fun when i even like playing backstreet boys it's fun because i can make it into like a hype thing where everybody knows what it is Mm -hmm. uh definitely dmca strikeable but whatever <laughs> i don't know maybe maybe i won't get striked maybe i will but it, once i will like it won't like you know it's not gonna change anything like i'll well does sorry if i if i do get strict uh, what is the word stricken <laughs> if stroke? i do get a, no idea. a stroke <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean if i do get a strike on twitch like i said once is enough for me to change my content and that's gonna happen if it does happen but for now i'm playing backstreet boys with blast beats and just <laughs> making it yeah. a fun way to have people like interact and like you know but still like i do i do play for like the question was basically like i choose to play the fun stuff over the crazy stuff like that's hard to play you know Did you ever play um, another Guitar Hero? And there is something similar for drums, I think. Did you um, ever check that out? That is Rocksmith, I guess? Or, no, no it was Rock Band. Rock Band, yeah. It was at least the Rock Band thing. Yeah. I used to, but I did not like the drumming on Rock Band. It just did not feel natural to me. Some people are really good at that, but for me, I just didn't want to... I don't know. I didn't like it. So it's some people say like kind of like when you start with guitar and you try Guitar Hero, you're like, oh, what is this? No, no, it doesn't really make sense. <laughs> I did like Guitar Hero. So it's, it's weird. It was awesome. I was so sad that they went offline. Or guitar Hero stopped. 
Yeah, well, they because they had these two modes, uh, like the story mode, so to speak, that you can play offline with the specific repertoire of uh, songs. And then they had this kind of MTV thing. They had um, two channels uh, with different programming. Like every half hour was a different music genre. Mm. And uh, and you could play along like while they were live. You couldn't like play what you want or request things. Aww, but uh, but there they had a bigger repertoire and there was way more metal. There was Aww. a lot of uh, or a couple of songs from... Amaranthe and Archenemy, who are oh. big in our scene, yeah, with women in metal. And cool. um, that was really cool. I was really sad that it went away. Oh, no, yeah, I used to play it in like 20, 2011, 10, 9. Like, it was my, it was like my game, like the game where I gathered all my friends at home to play. Yes, those parties were the best. <laughs> you also had some of those in, in, in uni times university yes so i also wanted to take a few minutes to ask you about um trivium you are a fan i um you've already said that i also Mm -hmm. saw an interview with you where you um talked about matt rating your channel and we didn't explain this before but for uh, twitch outsiders who are listening right now um so uh yeah a quick glossary of Twitch, lurkers are people who are watching but are not uh, interacting in chat. Mm-hmm. And raids on Twitch are when a streamer finishes their live stream and sends their viewers to another channel. And so, freaking Matt Heafy of Trivium sent his viewers to your channel. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. The first time that happened, I'm like, what? That's so cool. I can't, like, I don't know. It just happened more and more. And then he like knows me. He like shouts me out every time. Like he knows who Sunfire is. Like, it's crazy to think that like Twitch is like that tool between me and like the frontman of a band that I admire. So it's crazy to me. Um, That's awesome. And, like, because, uh, because I don't know what it is because he likes my stream and it's crazy to like fathom that. Like he just knows me as the drummer girl from Twitch and really likes my content and my channel. He goes like, everybody follows on fire. She's one of my favorite streamers. Like every time I show up to his chat and he sees me, he goes, everybody go follow Olympic. What? Like, that's crazy. You know? Um, also Dan and Jay from Tesseract, they have, uh, you know, accounts on Twitch and they stream. So with that, like Twitch being the tool, like that I would never imagine having to like interact with them. You know, it, it would only be if I bought a backstage ticket to like meet them, you know, mm-hmm. I guess in a way. Yeah, yeah. 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 And Matt has been streaming for many years and um, for the longtime listeners of the podcast, this is nothing new for you because I have been saying this for ages. Musicians <laughs> need to get on Twitch. They have to follow Matt's path more or less. Mm-hmm. He has a, he has done a great work of um, streaming his uh, warm-ups and his um, practices with the guitar, his gaming as well, his uh, jiu-jitsu workouts. Mm-hmm. And then he also has taken a cool s- streaming setup on tour. And that was amazing. There was like a, a, a very long time where I could every day watch a Trivium show live and that yeah. that blew my mind and now with the with uh, COVID-19 and with the quarantine I have seen many more um, musicians uh, more so from the metal scene come onto the platform and that has made me very happy actually 
Um, mm -hmm. Christina Scabia from Lacuna Coil is just setting up her uh, her stream. She has always been a gamer and has always talked about it, uh, but now she's going to be able to to stream that live and interact with people and also uh, get some income from uh, for herself, which of course is a great thing now that they cannot play live and um, yeah. and so that's uh, kind of a role model. And so it felt like only natural. Um, for Trivium and for Matt to see all of this this growing process that he that they were doing like with him streaming and and representing the band and uh, streaming all of the touring and the concerts and then this big um, that all led up to this big event that just happened mm. last Friday uh, that was, was July tenth. So I sadly missed yeah. it and now I regret it regret it so much. But Don't tell they us have it how it like was archived. On, it's in it, isn't it online? I think it was only for one day, for the day after the show. Oh man, that it was still online. Yeah, I hope it will be released at some point, maybe as a DVD. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it looked like a DVD quality, like it was insane. But uh, yeah, I wish I. I mean, uh, no, like I thought about recording it, but no, that's like <laughs> not fair to them. Yeah. Yes, but. Uh, I read about it, that it was a huge event with interviews before and after their show. They even had a, a supporting act, like a band that they played before them. Oh, Cellulosis. Yeah. yeah. And um, and the, the journalists who wrote about this, and it was like, it was also mind-blowing as well, because this is, you know, live reporting from concerts in the era of pandemics. Like, right? okay. It's I'm crazy. watching at home, but I'm still going to write about this live stream. That was okay. But they, they had actually such awesome storytelling that it really took me in and I really regretted not, not being able to, to watch it live. But um, yeah, I think that's something as well that, that should be done more often, even after, even when concerts are, are allowed again, because just being there live when, you're, when your favorite band is playing on the other side of the globe is, is still, can still be so amazing and, so, and, and made so well. And yeah. on the practical side of things as well, tickets were $9. And oh, they yeah. had yeah. it was like super cheap. No concert costs yeah, like that. Yeah. If they if they tour here, the tickets are not going to be less than 50 euros. I know. And so it was cheap as fuck. And they had, I think, over 10,000 viewers. So even if yeah. the production costs were high, they still were probably able to get some income to yeah, to, you know, keep their heads Absolutely. above water while they cannot mm -hmm. tour massively like they normally do. Same. Yeah, it, it was crazy. Like, I think total of 12,000 people bought tickets and they were like, what's the math? It's a lot of money there. Like they can mm -hmm. pay for, you know, stuff. It's crazy. Yes. It's just so cheap, you know, like you're going to get a lot of buyers. Yeah. And it's also, it give me, gives me so much hope as well, because we were all thinking like, okay, this is the apocalypse. Everything is shutting mm -hmm. down. The world uh, economy is going like really really bad it's crushing very badly yeah. and but there are people doing amazing things there are people doing creative things or getting creative with their business models and still being able to 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 be supported and and support their 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 arts and their crafts and their careers because of course um now we're seeing 
as well, and I'm getting very philosophical, please stop me, <laughs> how, um, how capitalism uh, prioritizes some uh, industries above others. And so, yeah. um, but the, the, the humans could not live without art and without music. So those oh. are very important and very, um, yeah, it's very necessary to, to support artists on, in these times. And, and when art, artists themselves have these initiatives to like just do something big and, and reach the people that are missing them and get supported by them at the same time, it just blows my mind and gives me a lot of hope that even if we have to stay quarantined for the next couple of years or, or kind of the quarantined. The internet is crazy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Good. The internet can still bring us together and, and can still, um, yeah, help us out. Totally. It's been like crazy, like helpful to have uh, internet and like technology advances to like, like stream mm -hmm. all the things that we would be normally seeing in person, but we have it at the, at the, at our house. I get it that it's not the same experience, but at least people are making some income through that. Mm -hmm. And everybody, you know, it's kind of like the new market in a way, like you're, you're the buyer, you're not in the, like life, you know, in person, but you're there at your house paying for something that is going to help a streamer or it's going to help an artist or, you know, so it kind of helps everybody. Yes. Exactly. Is there anything else you want to say, Son? Uh, I think we covered a lot, a lot of good stuff. Um, what can I say? I, I don't know. I think you just got to stay positive during these times. Um, take it one day at a time. Hopefully we'll get back to how we were before. And yeah. just got to do what you can. If you, you cannot dwell on what you cannot control. I keep thinking about that because I've learned that Like my husband tells me that like sometimes I feel like I overwhelm myself thinking about things that I wish I could control, but I cannot, mm -hmm. but you cannot. So you just got to deal with it in a way that, you know, I don't want to say it, like deal with it. Like you just mm -hmm. got to stay positive. Like it sounds very corny, but like you just got to like figure out how to channel those negative thoughts into like positive actions, kind of like keep yourself focused uh, at home, right? Like find something that you can channel through with like, Uh, like from negative to positive, I would say like arts is very important. Music, um, even if, if you like gaming, that makes you feel better. Whatever it is that you can keep your mind uh, busy and, you know, staying, uh, staying sane and not like dwelling on the negative parts. Yes, very wise. Very wise That's last that. words. And with that, we can end our show. All right. Yes. Big thanks to um, Mercy Isle for our awesome jingle that is based on the song Storm from the album Undying Fire. And as always, you can find everything we mentioned during the show at metal-and-highest.com slash podcast 73. You can also find us on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, everywhere. Um, Sunfire, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on twitch.tv forward slash uh, Sunfire TV and mm -hmm. Instagram Sunfire TV as well and Twitter Sunfire TTV. That's my second uh, account because the first one was TV and this was TTV. The first one got DMCA, <laughs> so uh, well, well, whatever. I can't do anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that's it. Twitch is like the, the place to party though. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, we will link all of that in the show notes. Cool, Thank then. you for having me. 
thank you so much for your time. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. All right, have a good one.